Hi, welcome to Your Cron, short for Your Chronicles. I'm your host, Scott Pitney. Your Cron is a podcast where we chronicle ordinary people and their extraordinary stories. We refer to ordinary people on this show as people who are non-celebrities. Our goal is simple, entertain our audience and perhaps even inspire and educate. At the same time, our guests build a part of their legacy through this unique audio opportunity. So let's get right to our next extraordinary story. understand their own awakening. Hi, Aliva. Welcome to your crime. Hi, Scott. Hi, Scott. How are you? I'm doing great. Thanks so much for being on. So, where... Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So, uh, Aliva, where should we begin your extraordinary story? Uh, well, we started from um, basically my car wreck was where this uh, became, I became more aware of everything. So I would say during my car wreck, which was probably five years ago, five years ago. So, mm-hmm. and what happened there, just to kind of get going on it, was um, I had a car wreck and I my wrist broke and uh, my my tibia broke. Okay, mm-hmm. and so as I, of course, you know, I was. Uh, I was doing, you know, home loans at the time, and I was working all the time. So, of course, as we're going into the hospital, I'm telling them to hurry up, laser it back together, cast it. I got an appointment at 1, and the wreck happened, I think, at 10 o'clock that morning. (laughs) Wow. So, I was telling them to hurry up because I was constantly in that frame of mind of work, 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 I had, I didn't pay attention to life or breathing, basically. So, so we're, just to be clear, uh, we're talking about 1 p.m., so literally three hours you wanted to be back at work from when you were in your car. <laughs> is that is that right? Yes. yes. <laughs> wow. So, of course, okay. I'm going in there. And hey, I'm, wait, 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 I'm sorry. Like the first meds. Aliva, I'm sorry. Um, but just, uh, I may have missed this, but what kind of work was it? Uh, you do? Oh, I did a home, uh, home loan, mortgage home loan. Okay, so, in, in the mortgage um, business, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yes, I've been doing it for 15 years, so my business was steady, my clientele was steady, my phone was always busy. I worked 24-7. Mm-hmm. So, uh, during this car wreck, what happened was, uh, not only was I trying to rush the ER, dark, you know, all of them to hurry up and laser my phone back together, and then they made it very clear that it's going to be a process. And I didn't understand what that meant. What do you mean process? And they said, yeah, you know, you get away for the body to heal. You know, you got to put a cast on. And they explained to me it was going to be four to six week process, just depends, or I could get, you know, surgery. But I didn't see the benefit of it. So I just, you know, did it the, the normal way, quote, unquote, right? the normal way <laughs> so i went to physical therapist and i did you know i went through my neuro doctor and did everything and um 
So let's start with uh, the tingles on my back. Um, I told my doctor about it, and I, I was thinking it was um, my nervous system in the back. Maybe uh, something went wrong there, something got affected, because I kept feeling these tingles come down the center of my spine. And uh, it was constantly there, and I couldn't get rid of it. Mm. Um, I, I just couldn't get rid of it. So they, you know, the doctor did look at it, did some, ran some tests, and then, you know, explained to me that there was, there was nothing wrong with me. Mm. And I kept explaining to him there was, there's something there. There's, I'm feeling this, and I'm sure he believed me, but there was just no proof of it. So. What uh, ended up happening one night, I was um, doing my physical therapy as well uh, at home when um, it started really bothering me. So I asked my daughter if she could just at least rub that area for me just to, you know, get that sensation to do something. So when she did, it did feel better. But then when she was done, she told me that um, the tingles were on her hand, like she could actually see the tingles on her hand. At that Time, I uh, was learning about, um, I was doing meditations and learning um, about the kundalini, which is what they call the chakra cleansing, mm-hmm. um, which I kind of go into a little bit here in a few. And so one of the things they said was to always make sure if you work with energy of any sort, to always ground it. And by that, that means rub it on the floor. Um, and that way, Mother Earth will, you know, transform that to a higher uh, energy source, to a higher, they call it the light, which is connection to God's creator source. So just, okay, to, so just to, to clarify something you said then, the tingling in your back, that transferred yeah. to your daughter's hands after she rubbed it. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And so... The when she did rub it on the because she did look at me like a, something was wrong with me when I took her this, but yeah. she rubbed it on the ground and uh, and then it worked. She said, "Okay, I don't feel it anymore. That was weird, mom." And then of course she leaves, and that was the end of that. Um, but the cracking kept happening more. I call it. I call it. Actually, I call it just that. I call it my my egg shell cracked. Mm. My shell cracked. Uh-huh. Okay, and so as I started um, getting, going to physical therapy, um, one thing I learned was from my physical therapist was um, I was always on the go. Mm-hmm. Uh, as I mentioned at the beginning, I was constantly working. So um, I, when I went to one of my appointments, and we were, I was so upset with my, my arm because I kept feeling as if it wasn't healing fast enough for me to become 100% to get back into my job 100%. So I was, I was frustrated, I was stressed, I was, you know, just, uh, just anxious. And so when I went to go see my physical therapist and we were doing my, my little exercises, I wasn't doing as good as before. And so she asked me what was going on and I told her I was frustrated and I wasn't healing fast enough. So I was just kind of aggravated. And so she tells me this and it kind of stayed with me. And, that was, if you don't change your attitude about your healing, then you will never heal properly. You know, you're, you're just not going to heal right. And then you can have a longer time healing. Uh-huh. So she told me to change my attitude. <laughs> and then she didn't really want to work with me because I had a bad attitude that day. And how was I 
supposed to keep healing and getting better if I wasn't doing the right mental thoughts to go along with healing. Mm. And so I left. And I remember that it was on a Friday because I remember I had a weekend to think about it. <laughs> and I was like, okay, what does this mean exactly? Mm-hmm. And uh, so I started changing the way I saw myself healing. And then I started telling my, you know, most of the people I've worked with, you know, all my co- colleagues and everybody that between those time to those time, nine to ten is my physical therapy appointments. Do not bother me. Or at least leave me a voice note if you need me, I'll get back to you. Uh-huh. But I actually set aside one hour now, Scott. Mind you, I never did that before. Never that was, in my life. That was a big chunk so, of time for you at the time. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you understand the thing. Yes, yes, it was different to just set an hour for me without worrying or looking at my phone. So I started doing that and I started being what they call mindful of everything I did in my one hour, which was to really go back and and talk nice things to me. And I did. I started talking to my arm. <laughs> and I started telling her that, uh, you know, I appreciated her. I missed her, uh, that I wanted her to heal. So whatever she needed me to do, that I would do. And I, I don't know. I it started working, actually. And uh, what I learned from that was that, um, you know, our body is uh, made up of about, what, about 75% water. So water, um, chemical, uh, the chemical composition, the, well, the composition makeup of the water um, can actually be sad or happy depending on your words being said. Hmm. So as, if you say everything to a water droplet, it will turn kind of milky and dirty and kind of sad. And if you take a, the same water droplet and talk to it with positive words, it will look happy, crystallized, snowflakey, you know, that beautiful little prism-looking, you know, design. And, um, and so, you know, that's why with us being about 75% water, it's very important to speak positive thoughts because your body, your cells is listening to it, and your body will then follow and interpret what you're saying. Mm-hmm. And create that. Hmm. Yeah. Where, where did you learn? So I start. Where, where did you learn the uh, technique to speak to your arm? How did that come about? Because I, it was through um, my ex found it actually. Mm. It was uh, a Chinese uh, scientist who actually took a water droplet and did that test. Doctor, and I'm gonna have to look at it for you now, Scott. I was gonna do it before. Uh, but it starts with a K, and I'll get that information for you. But yes, he was the one who actually did this uh, experiment of a water droplet. So and actually, who they took it to was a Buddhist monk, and he was the one who did a prayer over the water droplet. And after he was done, the water droplet had changed its form into a more beautiful crystal crystal color, a diamond, right. like a sacred geometrical. Design. So you got the concept of of speaking to water and the way that water can affect by the way you speak to it from from that source. But the the, the notion that hey my arm's seventy five percent water why don't I speak nice to it and good things will happen? Did you come up with that? I guess so. <laughs> yeah. 
yeah, I guess so. Because I just started speaking nice to my mom. That's and, great. And it, it, it started healing faster. <laughs> hey, if it works, you know, it works. <laughs> <laughs> and it did. And so everybody at work would make fun of it because they said it looked like a little Tyrannosaurus Rex arm. <laughs> and he came out of the cat. Because he has sucks up and he becomes drinks and freaks out. <laughs> and so I would be like, no, she can hear you. Stop it. <laughs> or else he's going to turn into a T-Rex. <laughs> yeah. So then I would walk around and pet them with it and they would run around like... <laughs> That's great. Oh, my gosh. They were mean to me back then, Scott. But, anyway. <laughs> but you can't argue but, with the success. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, I guess it was me. I started uh, learning to uh, talk to myself differently as well. And actually, now that you mention this, I was seeing a spiritual mentor at that time. And uh, I found him... As I was healing from my my uh, separation, divorce, myself, my marriage, trying to heal myself, I was looking for me. Is the best way to describe it. Mm-hmm. And he he did actually mention to me about you know speaking differently to myself. Mm-hmm. And uh, I started doing exercises um, like looking in the mirror. And it's really hard for people. I tell this to a lot of people that come to me for you know. Um, some direction uh, when they're lost, um, you know, I kind of help guide them. And what I do is I do have them do this one test, well, two of them. The first one is to look in the mirror and to give themselves 10 compliments just on their face, just the face. Mm. And a lot, a lot of people are like, what? No way. And I'm like, oh, yeah, it's going to be hard. The first time you look at yourself is probably – Maybe one compliment, and you're really not looking at yourself. You're just kind of like, yeah, you're all right looking, you know, <laughs> and you leave. <laughs> That's how I started. I'm like, yeah, all right, here I did it, and you look good, you know. And yeah. I laughed, and I remember the second time I did it, I, I did two compliments, and mm. I started kind of looking. I'm actually looking at myself in the mirror. Mm. And uh, now, I, I mean... It, it became easier as I, the more I did it. Mm-hmm. I went to eight to ten. Now I do fifteen. I mean, I'm overachiever. I'm... <laughs> you do fifteen, no, okay. fifteen do compliments. Fifteen. And okay. Fifteen. You, uh-huh. you do this daily. Fifteen or? things that I like: my eyes, my cheekbones, my lips, my you know, just a smile. Like I went into actual more detail. I started seeing more things about me that I never saw before. Okay, so 15 yeah. specific things, uh, features that you noticed, and uh, you do, do you do this daily, Aliva? I did when I was going through my, you know, when I was going through, I, I know I was going through some sort of depression at that time, so it kind of helped me um, get out of that by speaking positive things to myself, and, uh, and next thing you know, I started dressing differently, I started doing more makeup, more, you know, doing my hair differently, um, it, it just changed everything about me just by changing what I thought of myself and my healing got better. And um, the more I really started looking at my self-love, self-worth, self-understanding, self-awareness, self-care came in, and self-sureness developed. 
So every CD was about going into me, looking inward. And as I did, I found the most beautiful gift and that was, that God ever gave us was us. Us. We are the most beautiful gift. Um, you know, the body, I think, is not going through that experience and watching myself heal just by changing my words and seeing my arm heal so much faster. I realized that the body was the most important gift that God gave us. Mm -hmm. And we're always looking out when everything is inward. Mm -hmm. And a part of that lesson also came with the chakras that I mentioned earlier. Mm -hmm. um, the chakras um, are seven energy, there's actually 104, okay? Chakra points within the body. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> but the seven, there's seven main ones. And they're the color of red, orange, yellow, green, blue, violet, and then on the top of the head, it's white. Mm -hmm. So these energy points within the body are attached to organs as well. Mm -hmm. So the red one's attached to the tailbone. The orange one's is under the belly button. Mm -hmm. So it has to do with, you know, the ovaries, you know, you know, all the organs in that area. Above that, above the belly button, the yellow. Mm -hmm. um, the heart one is green. The throat chakra is blue. Mm -hmm. The violet chakra is within what they call the third eye. Mm -hmm. So, so long as these energy points are balanced and uh, aligned and, and flowing correctly, um, we then flow correctly within our own body, our own space. And then as that is balanced, and the more and more we shed everything that does not really truly belong to us, then that shell falls apart. And that's basically what happened, at, you know, in the car wreck. It, something happened where my shell started cracking, and the more and more I did my chakra cleansings and went inward and gave myself positive thoughts, words, actions, then my chakras became stronger and more aligned that my shell fell off. Hmm. Yeah. I, I want to, <laughs> I want to, uh, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah I, I just want to, I want to hit pause for just a second and I want to backtrack to a couple of things just for clarification. Um, it, well, actually, back to the intro where um, I introduced you as an intuitive life coach and a channeler of energy. Could you, uh, Aliva, could you define those two things for us? Uh, what is an intuitive life coach? So intuitive, um, that came along, that grew as I um, started shedding the old, um, the old belief systems that I grew up in. Mm -hmm. And as I did, it changed my thought process and my thought process. And what happens is you're, the best way to describe it is, the way I can describe this is everything is energy, everything. Mm -hmm. So when the brain starts developing, the brain waves mm -hmm. increase. Mm -hmm. And as they increase, um, we're capable of tapping into other frequencies. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. And in these frequencies, they're, um, they can, um, there's so many facets to this. It's whatever you want. To, for, for you to experience, mm -hmm. okay? 
So the intuitive part kind of started developing as I shed it off this, this you know, this shell, as I mentioned, and as I did, my brain waves increased in my intuition of being able to connect to, um, I do reading for people, so I can tune into a past loved one, you know, loved one that just recently passed, and I can let them know what messages they may have um, for them, you know, to help them heal. Everything's a healing, you know, lesson, healing process, and as we heal, we evolve, and as we evolve, we become more aware of our connection to God. And as you connect to God, you use more of the brain waves. Hmm. Yeah. So yeah. Is, is that, is Everything that, is connected. Yeah. So is, is that kind of lead into what the definition of a channeler of energy is? Is yes. directing these? <laughs> yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And, yeah. So then what happens is yeah. as you open up your channeling, you know, all the way through your body, all, as, uh, all the way down, all the way up, and you channel past your, you know, your crown, which is the top of your head, then you're capable of receiving even more messages from outside of the, um, even the planetary realm into the galactic realm, uh-huh. into the heavenly realm. Uh-huh. And then you'll connect to different messaging and different um, everything that I have tapped into has actually made me stronger Uh and a better version of myself. Uh And what I've learned, the secret that I'll kind of throw at you real quick about is um, we come here to learn and to evolve. Nothing is ever to break us. Everything is to make us a better version of ourselves already. Uh We're here to evolve and move and, and evolve and grow and grow and grow because again, the body, it is temporary, but the us, which is spirit, soul, or uh, energy, as I call it, energy, mm-hmm. at the end of the day, it never dies, it just transforms. Mm-hmm. So that's why we're still capable of tapping um, to loved ones that have passed on because they have moved on, mm-hmm. but moved on into a different space, mm-hmm. okay? So when they move into a different space or a different frequency, they can actually still tap into anything they choose to tap into. They actually go back to the orig- our original form, which is light. I call it light. Mm-hmm. Um, which, because we all come from, you know, the image of God and God being creator, source, light, we are light beings as well. Okay. okay. I, so... I'm curious about a recent quote that I, I read from you. That um, and the reason I'm curious, I, I'm curious about, um, I guess your prior to the car wreck, uh, where you were with all of this. And, and in your quote, you said, "I've been in my awakening process for years, but recently out of the cocoon phase." End quote. When did you realize you were in the awakening process, and, and what exactly does that mean, Aliva? Oh, wow. Um, you know, the awakening process started when I was in my marriage, and I realized we weren't happy. And I realized that we had to do something different. Both of us did. Uh-huh. 
So the awakening started then when we realized after everything we've been through, we vibrate, we don't vibrate the same. So, you know, have you ever heard, you know, sometimes when you get married young and, you know, we got married when we were 20, 22, 23. So we were together right after, you know, college, high school. And, you know, we didn't really, not that that was a bad thing. That was very good for us at that time to find someone, uh-huh. you know, and, and really be in love with them. But, you know, with time, it kind of seemed like we changed. Uh-huh. And as we changed, that's where we didn't understand what was going on. Like, we were supposed to last forever. We made the vows. Yeah. But what happens is, in life, it's no one's fault. We're just evolving. And as we evolve, we vibrate differently. So I'm on FM radio, and he was on AM. <laughs> well, I was on AM. Well, you know, if I said FM, he was on AM. Right. You had the, you had the better sound. <laughs> you had the more rich sound. I, I, I follow you. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> it happens. So, sure. you you know, you go on different frequencies, and you just kind of go your own way, and it's nothing bad about it. Um, it's just what it is. And so you kind of evolve and you no longer, you know, vibrate the same. And as we kept evolving, I realized that um, I was stronger than what I thought I was. And as I was going through my awakening process, <clears throat> he went through depression and I kind of handled everything, you know, with a, you know, we have three girls. So I started handling everything while he was going through his transition. And then right after that, I told him, I remember telling him, he, he was going through depression probably for a good year, year and a half, and I could see it, and so we would kind of talk, and we would kind of help each other out, and as far as where we were, even after the divorce, you know, we were still always there because we were married 20 years and we had three girls, so it was, a, it was, um, it took time to also separate because we were together for so long, but during my true awakening was when I told him, I said, okay, it's my turn. Like, something's coming. I can feel it. And it was the beginning of last year, January of last year. It was probably a couple months before that. But what happens is when you really aren't happy with your life and you say, uh, I can't do this anymore. Like, I'm, I'm not happy. Something needs to change. Um, the universe will work its way to make sure that you no longer are there and that your life is going to change. And once you say that out loud, I guess this is what I did. God pulled me out of mortgage lending, pulled me out is the best way I can describe it because I was still, that's all I knew. I was still trying to keep it together. When all of a sudden you could feel it, it's just nothing I did worked. But I was still doing everything I could to survive. Like I was still being taken care of. Hmm. And, you know, I I wasn't working like with my well, my first mortgage company kept ten thousand dollars of my money, so I left me and my daughter homeless. I moved in with this friend of mine wow. in her garage that she had just made into a little bedroom, you know. Um, and then I went to another mortgage company, started getting them business. Uh, that's another story within itself. But then there uh, I probably they kept probably Another twelve to twelve thousand to fifteen thousand dollars there. Um, long story again there, but 
again, that was money lost that I needed for my daughter and I, again, didn't have it. But somehow, Scott, I was still surviving with food, my car payment, <laughs> insurance. I was still doing what I needed to do to survive. So I started doing classes, meditation classes, uh, you know, on the side to make some extra income for me and my daughter. And that's basically how I survived last year. But in that year, it's you have no – when you're going through your cocoon phase, it's it's a transformation time. So no matter what you try to do to start a new business or get something going, if you don't see it moving in that direction, then you realize that that's not where you need to be. Because if it was meant to be, it will happen the way you see it. But then you have God's plan. God's plan's like, no, it's so much better than that. Come over here. Mm. And it seems like I went through many lessons last year and every lesson that I can tell you which is in a part two of my series my book series that I'm writing and in my second book I explained this how this is where I learned how to have faith in the unknown which was I knew I was going to be taken care of even though I didn't know how what you know where but I always was and I, I felt this angelic uh, energy is the best way I can describe it. Explaining to me, you've got to let go of that past. You've got to let go of the past, and you have to face your fears. And I did, Scott. One of them being homeless. One being homeless. One being that uh, what would happen to me if I lost all my business and everything I worked for? And guess what? I was still standing at the end of the day after the end of last year, because it took a whole year to go through this process. Hmm. I couldn't breathe. I was stagnant. It felt like I was in a tar pit, is the best way to describe it. I could not get out of it. But while I was stuck in that tar pit, I believed in that everything was happening for a reason. Even though I could not understand why I was saying that, I something could tell me to have faith. Everything was going to be okay. Everything's going to get better. You must have faith. And we will not let you down. I kept hearing we. Yeah. We are not going to let you down. Um, you're going to be taken care of, we promise. And, Scott, I was never hungry. I might have lost the apartment. I might have lost all of our furniture. But it wasn't lost. You know, it was just transformed. And um, nothing hurt us. Nothing hurt us of anything. With me working 24-7, I had lost my relationship with my daughter. And I have my youngest still with me. And if anything from this experience, I gained back my relationship with my daughter, which is actually priceless. Mm -hmm. But at the time, when I was working, I thought I was doing everything I could to make them happy. And now when we were going through this process, the most beautiful thing was her telling me that she was happy it happened because now she got her mom back. I know. It's great. I know. It's great. I know. Yeah. So now I believe that everything happens for a reason. Hey, everybody. Scott here to take another 60 seconds to talk about a sponsor I'm very excited to have to your cron, Suburban Buzz. Suburban Buzz takes the sting out of your marketing costs. Get your business buzzing with web development, graphic design, social media, digital marketing, advertising, and publishing services, all from Suburban Buzz. 
Visit SuburbanBuzz.com for more information. Now, the owner, Holly Shervisic, didn't ask me to read this part. I've used Holly's great services for many years. And I gotta say, when you're a small business like me and many of you, you need that excellent service. You need those quick answers and quick responses. That's what you get from Holly. That's what you get from Suburban Buzz. So check them out, SuburbanBuzz.com. So how many times, I guess, did the thought crossed your mind and how strong is the urge to go back into the mortgage business during this time, this cocoon phase? Well, that's why I did it twice at that time. Yeah. And both times, I ended up with nothing. <laughs> totally nothing. Yeah. Nothing. Yeah. I was working and working and putting it in and doing everything I needed to do like I did before. Yeah. And it just wasn't coming back to me. I was putting all my energy in one spot and it wasn't coming back. And I realized, wow, I'm done. Like, this is truly happening. Mm-hmm. After, you know, 15, 16 years, uh, it was done. So then that's where my faith and the unknown of, okay, something else is coming. I must let go of this and have faith that God does have a better plan for me. And uh, now I'm here. And as we told, I never thought I would be able to channel energies or help other people with, you know, readings or help them heal from, a, a, you know, someone they love. You know, um, it's amazing. Um, everybody has this pain of losing someone when reality, when the, you know, when they lose someone, quote unquote, they actually transform back to the original, their original selves, and then they can still connect with you so long as you realize that there's no separation. There's no difference. They just transformed back into energy. And when you don't cry when you don't worry when you don't when you have none of those lower vibrations remember the am station okay right and you're more on the fm station of love joy gratitude forgiveness Uh and then that's the law of attraction comes in because now you're vibrating what should be you know everything that you want more of which is happiness joy See it? So then when you are vibrating that, you're attracted, and then that's where your blessings come in. Your true blessings come in. Law of attraction. But if you worry about it, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I said the law of attraction. Yes. Yes, they talk about it a lot. And I read the book, The Secret, remember, I'm sorry, but, you know, all the, I've read the hype. I read, you know, I've been to seminars, I've seen it all. And something was missing, and I couldn't figure it out. And now I started realizing everything comes internally. You actually have to breathe it, own it, walk it, right? And so when you start breathing it in, and you know this is what I want, damn it, this is it, then you become it, and then you attract it. Yeah. I read another... So if you're worried about that, mm-hmm. then you're not going to get it. Right. Yeah. I read another... Uh quote from you that said, quote, I don't just communicate with loved ones, but I can also connect through energy and feel others' thoughts and mental blocks, end quote. What do you mean, Aliva, when you say feel others' thoughts and mental blocks, especially mental blocks? What, what does that mean? 
so um, I didn't know what I was doing at the time that I was doing it, but I figured it was telepathy. So what happens is I'm capable by tapping into someone else's energy. And once I tap into that energy, I can feel their, their energy that they're illuminating. And once I feel that, then I can tell where their energy blockage is, like their heaviness. So sometimes when I do tap into someone else's energy, um, sometimes I feel heaviness in the heart. So I know that their, their heaviness then is from pain, uh, heartache, a loss of a loved one usually, unhappy with themselves. And so all of a sudden what happens is I can kind of see through the heart. It'll tell me what kind of heart relief it is. And then I'll explain to them, well, this is, this, that's where that flow of energy from the chakras is blocked. It's in your heart. And understand when there's a negative flow of energy there, it creates a blockage, and that blockage then creates health issues. Mm. Okay? Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm. Because it's not flowing properly. So if the energy is not flowing, it's kind of like a car, right? If you have a bad spark plug, it's not going to, it's not going to do what it needs to do. So you go in there, you change it with a newer, brighter, cleaner spark plug or, you know, whatever engine or, you know, pistons, whatever. But if it's dirty, it's not going to do, you know, run properly. So same thing with the human body. It has everything. God has put everything in it for us to be able to, you know, heal ourselves. We really can heal ourselves on another level. Mm -hmm. I have never... I saw my mom dying of all these medications that the hospital gave her after I was born. And I was a breech baby, so she lost, it's a long story too, but long story short, they gave her these pills, and the pills ended up uh, having really bad side effects on her. She died of the side effects. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Mm. And so I, growing up, I was like, Okay, well, what's an alternative? What's an alternative? I want the alternative, especially when I became a mother. Okay, what's alternative things that we can use? And everything kept coming back that my mom and dad used to use on us when we were little, like herbs. <laughs> I remember we had herbal teas there all the time. We never went to the doctor unless we had a broken bone. <laughs> that was it. Otherwise, my mom and dad took care of us at home, you know, with the home remedies. So you had some so, natural um, healing experience early on, uh, obviously. Uh, with understanding that, uh, yeah, I would say so. With the way uh, our parents were, you know, into giving us, you know, herbs. Everything was herbs. Oh, that's all I remember. My sisters know a little bit more. They're the ones that do, like, honey and lemon, and that helps you with, like, a short throat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sure. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so many things out there now that you start seeing it more now. Oh, and the VIX is a very good one. VIX. <laughs> I, I remember VIX was for everything. Oh, yeah. We had a lot of that in our house. Absolutely. The VIX and the steam and all that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we've gotten away from. We're so, you know, I think we became a society and a generation of, uh, I need it quick. I need it now. Just like I mentioned, hey, wait for my arm back together. i got to go back to work. <laughs> Yeah. And, you know, there was nothing wrong with what it was already. And so we, we try to go into this fast pace that we forget to slow down and breathe. I, I always told my, 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 you know, my clients, breathe. 
just breathe and slow down. When you breathe, oxygen also goes in and uh, can also go in and remove that negative blockage that I was explaining to you that I can feel when I tap into your energy. Mm-hmm. When breathing, actually, when you go deep breath, breath the deep energy, uh, it goes down deep into your lower diaphragm and you pull it all the way back out and out of your mouth. And when you do, it releases some of that negative energy that you're feeling in there. That again, could be from the heaviness that I feel when I'm going through and kind of connecting to see where you have this blockage. And that's in, that's in health blockage. I can also go back and see in your lifetime where you might have had some uh, trauma to your life and where you need to go back and heal that in order to progress as an adult. Sometimes we take trauma and we put it underneath the carpet without facing it, thinking we are dealing with it, but we're not. You have to face it in order to heal it. Because if you leave it there, it just kind of accumulates, you know, on the heart. And your pain accumulates and accumulates, and then you may have, I, you know, this is my theory, that the chakra isn't, isn't, isn't functioning the way it needs to, and it creates a blockage, which creates, you know, heart disease, you know, cancer, lung issues, as it's not flowing properly. Yeah, real physical problems. Alita, yeah. can you... Can it holds you, on to uh-huh. Yeah. Um, can you share any of your more memorable experiences with some of your clients, either um, crossing over into the spiritual world or healing? Uh, are there any standouts that come to mind? Yeah. Um, I have a really good friend. And she lost someone really close to her. And um, I was here for her to go into depression. She's a very, very strong woman, by the way. Let me just add that. But this was the love of her life who had um, who had died. And it was amazing because as I was going to my cocoon phase, she was one of the people that I, I would kind of reach for automatically because I was really comfortable with her. And I said, hey, this is happening, I can see this, you know, and then she would be like, what? <laughs> right, you've known each other since second grade. She's like, what is going on with you? Then, okay, tell me more. <laughs> and as we did, and I told her more, she was just like, wow, you, you've been helping me. And I didn't realize I was. I was just relaying messages to her from him. But the day that he died, um, he actually came to me. Uh, because I was, um, we were actually, I was on Facebook and I was looking at everybody, you know, giving messages on his, you know, on his page of like, they were going to miss them and so forth. And I was just kind of reading it and next thing you know, he comes into my space and, um, I heard him, he said, I, I just want to thank you for being there for, for her all these years as well. She's always loved you. And then I turned and I looked at him and I said, I said, of course. I said, I've known her my whole life. And then he responds by saying, you can hear me. And I said, you can hear me? And he says, you can hear me? And I said, I can hear you. And he's like, oh my gosh, how do you do this? <sighs> and so I explained to him, you know, you can kind of tell, but it was a very interesting conversation. So I ended up grabbing a pendulum that I carried. 
and then my pendulum is a string, and at the end of the string is a is a rose quartz stone, and uh, quartz being a positive energy stone, so it keeps positive energy around you, and rose being love. Okay, so when it hangs, it hangs on my heart, so I'm constantly being positive energy. Okay, on my on my heart chakra. So I told him. I said, I use my pendulum a lot to communicate. I said, so how about, you know, here's my pendulum. And so what they can do is um, energies can move my pendulum around to say yes or no. So sometimes just to get confirmation for my clients, I'll print out the pendulum so they can actually ask questions in the mind and this pendulum will move yes or no, depending, you know, on, you know, who the past loved one is and, you know, what they're talking. I think I'm better to hear them, the question, but I know what's being said. <laughs> <laughs> and they, they will talk to your pendulum. So I told him, I said, well, touch my pendulum. And he couldn't do it. He was like, how do you move it? And he, so we were really having this conversation. And then he touched it and said, oh, wow, like, this is amazing. And then he, I texted her and I said, hey, he's here. And then she calls him, right? He's like, boom, what is he saying? So I started explaining to her what he said. And uh, what was beautiful was that she confirmed everything that he said. Not only that, he explained to her his sickness in a way that I had never heard depression explained. And when he was explaining it to me, I was relaying it to her, and I just could feel how life was really so hard for him and how he, his life was based off his perception of his reality. Even though everyone around him thought he had a perfect life, no one really knows for sure what someone is dealing with unless you walk in their shoes, and there's no way I can fill your shoes. Mm. Does that make sense? So there's no way for me to say that it's a lie or tell you get over it because I shouldn't have that right to push that my ideas onto you because that's your life. That's what you're going through and how you handle it is all I wish is the best way for you to handle it because it's really not for me to judge. Uh, you, you, does that make sense? Yeah. So I I did judge him and I, I apologized to him that day, that night because then I finally understood what he was going through deep in his heart. And he went through really, really dark depression. Mm. Uh, Let me explain this to you just a little bit. He explained to me his depression got so bad, he said it was a tar pit that he fell in and that he kept trying to pull himself out, pull himself out since he was a teenager. Mm. But that eventually the tar took him over and he he fell deep down in the tar where he couldn't even breathe anymore. And he was just so in his own darkness that that was it. He already knew that his life was going to end. And he died of, um, you know, his liver. Um, what was that? Cirrhosis of the liver. Uh-huh. So um, his depression started when he was way younger. And, um, but the way he described it got me to see a different way of seeing depression. And uh, now I understand it is. It is. It could be a very deep, deep mental trap that you can't get out of. Some people just can't. And then that's when their light 
skin's really low, and then that's when they no longer want to exist. So they'll do everything in their power, you know, maybe drugs, alcohol, you know, to get out of that. Yeah. And then they, you know, that's how they get out of it. Not knowing the whole time that there was really nothing wrong with them. There's nothing wrong with them. You just gotta realize sometimes you don't need to listen to the AM or the FM radio. <laughs> Maybe you should try a different channel. <laughs> yeah. It's okay. It's okay. Turn off the radio yeah. and turn on the TV or something. Something, something different. Yeah. 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 And it's okay to be different. You yeah. don't have to be like everybody else. Not everybody handles everything the same way. Yeah. 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 A lot of times. Yeah. We uh, spend too much time comparing ourselves to other people, and that's uh, that's not healthy. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes, and and it's kind of it's you know I, I keep saying energy, and this is the best way I can describe it. Sometimes there are what I call programs that are kind of shown to us, and then like for instance, women, we always have everything thrown at us, like the way you look. Your hair, your makeup, your hair, your makeup, your shoes, your shoes, your clothes, your makeup, your hair. I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> I can't keep up. <laughs> you know? I'm like, God, I just gave y'all, like, how much money did I spend last year just to be in fashion that I thought was fashion, but it, my feet now hurt. <laughs> There's a lot of pain involved in looking, you know, like a, what? Like a normal woman, but... You know, there's nothing wrong being abnormal, and that's me, because I don't like to look like everybody else. I like being different. And you know what? If being different makes me crazy, then please leave me at crazy, because <laughs> I'm happier. I smile more. I'm, you know, I'm being uh, me, me. And uh, it, it's, it's a beautiful journey when you go back and you find yourself. You know, everybody's always looking for someone else to fulfill their cup. But how can this other person fulfill your cup? Because sometimes they don't even know what your expectations of them are. That we expect everybody to read our minds. But no one really does. You know? Yeah. Except for me now. But, you know? <laughs> <laughs> but before, I, I always thought, you know, there, and that's like marriages, you know, sometimes they have issues. And it's not... Any fault of the other is just what it is. It's just, again, I'm FM and sometimes some men are AM. And <laughs> so what happens is, right, the story is that once you are, you know, at your highest vibration, you attract your, your soulmate. Uh-huh. And that soulmate should vibrate at the same frequency and then y'all create an empire together. Yeah. Yeah. But Timing's everything, I think right? that is. Yes. 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 Yeah. I mean, there's no reason. Yeah. Yeah. Very interesting. So that's, that's been, I mean, there's a whole bunch of stories in between there. My, my, uh, as I was going through my cocoon stage, um, that, um, are when I started channeling different energies, um, you learn that, um, we're not alone. We're not alone. We're always taken care of. Um, we always have angels around us. We also have our families from paternal, maternal families always around us. And that's why sometimes, you know, we also have our, well, most importantly, our intuition. And our intuition tells us things like don't go to the right and make the left. For whatever reason, you know, when you're driving, 
something tells me to make that other turn. No, that's this turn, that turn. And then you do it, and you're like, why do I even go down this road? That's normally not what I say. And then you find out later that there was a car wreck or something happened on that other road, mm. and this is why you're a detour. Yeah. Everything. And that's what meditation does. It, it, it makes you slow down enough to be able to hear, yeah, the message of spirit. Mm. Yes. Mm. And then you're so fast and you're constantly busy, you don't get to hear the, the angelic messages or... You know, your spirit speaking to you, trying to tell you, hey, dummy, that's the wrong way to go to this place. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit, I mean, I, I heard myself say this, but why did I not listen, mm. you know? Mm-hmm. Your intuition. <laughs> yeah. It's, it speaks loud. Intuition. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Leva, that, so, that, uh, <laughs> that was fascinating. Um, I... Uh, I really appreciate you sharing all that, and, and uh, you uh, you mentioned uh, briefly that you are writing a book, and uh, can you share a little bit about uh, some of the projects that you have related to your your intuitive life coaching and some things that are coming down the uh, down the road that we could expect? Actually, I'm in the process of uh, meeting a lady who will be helping me. Um, She's actually talking about being a public speaker and telling my story and helping the others um, understand how important it is to self-talk, uh, self-forgive, you know, all the self-stages, and being able to explain to people how self-care, self-love is very important for that law of attraction phase. Um, yeah, so I'm going through that right now, and I'm meeting with some editors, excuse me, with my book. And when I was going through this, I was writing one big book, and then I met a gentleman who um, helped me more with my channeling. Um, it's a group here in Texas, and they started explaining to me, well, you need to do a series because your life isn't over, and I'm sure you got more stories. <laughs> So they kind of think, you know, so I have, I've got many books, on, I just got to get it uh, organized and, and edited, and it looks like at this point I have two books coming, and uh, so I'm working on that, um, and that's going to be coming up here within the next year. So I was, I'm, I'm, I'm happy with that, and I would love, my future is I would love to kind of go around and maybe do the public speaking and, and help with uh, the fact that I am intuitive to be able to go in a little bit more and help you personally understand what it is about you that can help you heal. So therefore, once you heal, you can become a stronger person. And as you become stronger, you change the way you vibrate. And as you change the way you vibrate and you're not so stressed, worried, or any of those lower frequencies, then once you go into a higher frequency, then that's where you'll be able to attract all that you desire and more. Hmm. So I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I really am. Well, great. Um, the more people I can help, the better. Yeah, absolutely. And I hope you'll uh, consider coming back on your front after the book's written and uh, telling us about it. Yeah. Uh, we'd love to have you back on. So uh, that would be great. Um, well, absolutely. Yeah, great, great. Um, I'd like to close with this question. And uh, uh, so, if in a 
hundred years, your dis distant relatives, say your great-grandchildren, for example, are listening to this audio, what do you want them to take from this, or how do you want to be remembered by them? You know, I thought about this in so many ways. Um, I was thinking, what I would love to leave, because you know, you always think about that, right, future generations, I want them to enjoy life and breathe and know that they need to have fun, and there's no such thing as wrong or right. All choices are a lesson to help us evolve and help us become a better version of ourselves. So just to enjoy life and don't take things seriously. Yeah. And breathe. And breathe. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. And speak on the, uh, the they, FM radio uh -huh. station. The FM radio station. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And enjoy. Just be happy. Just be happy. No matter what, at what extent that means, just be happy. If you're not happy, like you said, turn the station. <laughs> great, great words to live by. Great words to live by. Great advice. Well, Aliva, thank, thank you so much for being on your call. That was awesome. And uh, look forward to having you back. Thank you so much for having me. I look forward to it as well, Scott. Thank you so much.